Pints and Pints Podcast is the perfect wrestling podcast. Tights and Pints Podcast. Tights and Pints. Podcast, pop, a podcast. Okay, then that's all because the rest of it is. I think it's also like some beer, 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 beer. Uh, <laughs> for, for, right? That was Mercedes Martinez's old theme, right? At yeah. some point there was a. Wah, 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 wah. There was okay. definitely an air horn. I feel like there was definitely <laughs> some horn in there. I love that theme. New theme, good. Like that theme. Welcome to another episode of Tights and Fights, the show that discusses wrestling with the sincerity and the hilarity that it deserves. Man, I am talking fast. I am two coffees in. Let's fucking do this. I'm Tinder and Smarks, <laughs> Danielle Radford, uh, and I'm joined today by my fellow member of the Nation of Conversation, Kelkster Loomis, Lindsay Kelk. I'll take it. I mean, I've been called so much worse. Like, he's hot. I know he's creepy, but he's hot. So. He's creepy and hot. Oh, I should have sang just the two of us because Hal is, uh, Pod Dad is out today. Um, but you've got, we've got our kelp. We're doing good. Um, we should get the bummer news out of the way. WWE went on their post-WrestleMania Firefest. For some reason this year, I don't know why I didn't fucking see it coming. Maybe I just thought that they would wait until it wasn't literally the anniversary of the last time they did it. <laughs> no, do it as a special treat. You know, it's like, get it out of the way. Now we can expect it. Now it's like the opposite of ice cream Christmas. It's like, you just had your ice cream Christmas. Here is gruel Wednesday. Like, <laughs> no, like, no good. Yeah, no eat good your meat. You. you don't get any pudding until you eat your meat. And so I guess the meat is you don't have a job anymore, which is bummer. Like, there's some really good talent that was let go. We let go of Billy Kay and Peyton Royce. Which hit hard Samoa fucking Joe. That one's weird. That one's weird. I feel like I got this news yesterday when I was recovering from my second vaccine. So I was not entirely rational of thought. But I have to be honest. I'm the, I might be the evil devil's advocate on this one where I'm like, it's a business you know I hate to be that mm. person and the thing is like okay so realistically honestly from a personal standpoint I don't want to see anyone lose their job ever yeah ever yeah. um that makes me sad I hate to see people lose their job I hate to see people especially a job that's like a dream it's like you don't want to lose your dream when you've worked so hard to get it so yeah. I fully empathize with the humans involved in this but at the same time I just think maybe I've been a wrestling fan long enough to know I know who WWE is and what WWE is mm. and I'm realistic about it now. They don't they don't care. They're a business. They have a bottom line and one bottom line doesn't necessarily feed into another. If you are signing people, you've got to fire people. You've made a ton of money from selling your network. That doesn't mean you spend that money on keeping people around who aren't working. Some people that were let go weren't working because creative failed them. In our mm. view, as fans. So it was weird. The Samoa Joe thing is, I have to assume there's more to it than just he was released. We don't know. It's all speculation until he does a podcast, right? So... Oh, they're all getting ready for podcasts. They're a-coming. They're a-coming. Because people are already like, I can't wait for you to see my side of the story. And it's it's from people who... And again, like, yeah, not to be, like, cruel or anything, but it's one of those things where it's like you got to kind of understand where you are in the hierarchy of wrestling. Like, yeah, all of you are going to run to podcasts. Some of you might start your own. I don't know. I guess just like I'm, I'm, I'm 
it does get for the people who announce that they have something to say it does it did make me immediately more interested in them than I was before they announced that they had a story you know I mean I'm I, I know Tucker says he has something to tell me but I'm like I don't I don't know if I need to hear it because I've heard it I've heard at this point I've heard every variation on the theme of why WWE did me wrong why wrestle daddy did me wrong and mm. it's like either take it to AEW and tell those people because they seem to be the people most interested in hearing that story or just say something and move like I the the Iconics both posted statements that I thought oh, were lovely. excellent and well written and considerate and very forward thinking in terms of their future careers because they were super positive and respectful and thankful in a way that I might not be able to be if I was let go from my dream job, especially when people think you dropped the ball on my career. And I'm not, I'm not someone who was always the biggest Iconics fan. And I know I was an outlier in that. Like I sometimes found their work to be grating. I found their characters annoying a lot of the time. And that's just a personal take. Like, but I appreciated them and I respect their, what they were able to do. And it's a shame. But then I look at who's champion at WWE now, who are the women's champions and where we're moving forward. And then I'm like, well, maybe that's why the Chelsea Greens and the Iconics characters aren't there because they don't fit into their future plans. I don't know. Right. Yeah, we don't. Have know. we learned anything else that we don't know what their plan is. You know, we were all very mad that Bianca Belair was sent up without ever getting that NXT Women's Champion. We were all very worried about what they were going to do with Bianca Belair. And in their defense, I never even would have guessed they would do this. I wouldn't yeah. have even dared hope for this. So it sucks that people lost their jobs. I'm sad for those people. I wish them all the best. I can't wait to see where they all end up. And I hope this ends up being a good thing for them. Mm -hmm. But I'm, I'm just not shocked anymore like i'm not when it happened last year it was so shocking just because it was like fucking now right exactly you don't fire a million people at the beginning of what ended up being more than a year of them not being able to work you know like that is a shitty thing to do this is just a oh they're do they're clearing house again you know I, I i think get used to it I, how is anyone surprised <laughs> I think it was the names that made people more surprised, but I will say to your point, it is looking much better out there for re for indie wrestling right now. Right. There've been a bunch of shows. There are places, whereas last year when it happened, it was like, fuck, well, where are they gonna go? They yeah. are all gonna, they're all gonna get snapped up yes. by somebody. Yes, exactly. I, if, I mean, I, I, we all know how I feel about this, but it's like, um, excuse me, Uncle Tony, uh, we got a women's division packaged for you here if you would like it. W would you like to sign the women's division package that has suddenly become available? I feel like I'm calling him up and being like, I have a, I have a second chance option for you uh, on these three incredibly, four if you count Mickey James, but I also kind of, this sounds really mean. I didn't know Mickey James was still there. I thought she was on like a Legends contract who just popped up every so often. But mm. I feel like Mickey James can work wherever she wants, whenever she wants. Like, Mickey's going to yep. work. Chelsea Green is someone who never even got started in WWE. And I don't say that as an insult. No, Her NXT not. character so was very confusing. It never really landed. And then they took her out immediately. They took her out before she could even start. And I think it's really unfortunate that she got injured as often as she did and as badly as she did because we knew they had plans for her. They had talked about their plans for her. Storylines for her were revealed. Mm. And unfortunately, in the time that she was out injured, things moved on drastically. You know, like Becky got pregnant, came and went. 
Rhea came up, Bianca's come up, like so much happened that now the storylines I had for her aren't relevant in their long-term planning. So someone sat down and said, she doesn't fit our game plan anymore, you know? Yeah. And I, that sucks for her. But seeing what they're doing with their women's division now makes me really curious to see what the game plan is. And yeah, I know she'll definitely, she's going to get snapped up. And if nothing else, like this can be one of those days where someone, someone from this group who got, who got a uh, future endeavored, someone from this group who got let go, they will be back in WWE within yeah. two years. Don't yeah. know who it's going to be, but it's yeah. going to be one of them. Yeah. My money's on Billy Kay because I love her the most. <laughs> I love <laughs> Billy Kay so much. I love her so much. So much. All right. So now to, to, to move away from, you know, all of the feelings that I have, because um, <laughs> uh, I'm filled with feelings. Um, so this is our first week with AEW and NXT. They're not going head to head anymore. The ratings have shown that it's been like a smart decision for them. I just love that like Vince has people to answer for and, and uh, you do the smart thing and moving it was definitely the smart thing for me. How did it feel for you, Lindsay? So now you can just watch one thing a night and you're not having to like pick and choose which Ugh. one you're, you're going to do. It was so nice to not have to watch four hours of wrestling on a Wednesday. Um, yeah, I, I'm fine with it. Like, I don't love NXT being on a Tuesday just because... Uh, the thing is, last week it was so hard to tell because I'd watched wrestling every day for over a week and I was right. wrestled out. Uh, so <laughs> it was a really hard one to stay fully engaged with. But overall, I'm so happy. Like, I would love for it to not be on Tuesday just because I don't like it being that early in the week. I like it later in the week, but that's because I'm a baby and baby has opinions. Uh, I'm sure <laughs> by the end of this, I'll be thrilled that it's on a Tuesday. I'm just glad it's not up against AEW anymore. And I mean that not in the competitive sense, in a scheduling sense. I just don't yep. need two shows on one day. I don't. Even if I don't choose to watch AEW all the time, I don't want to have to watch them both on the same night. One of the many good things that happened, we had a bit of a post-mania surprise energy where it's like things are happening, which we'll talk about that later, but we didn't get that from Raw, which is interesting. Because she is now the Cruiserweight Champion. He is. He is. That's so I, great. I think it makes perfect sense. Uh, Santos doesn't need it anymore. La Legado does not need a belt to carry the menace that they have worked so hard for. I actually think move them up into a main event picture against Karrion Cross. He's had, they've teased a Santos Escobar Karrion Cross thing. So I say go for it because I think those three are fucking great. Yeah. And that's a good feud because he's not going to win it. But I think that's a good feud for Carrion as a starter feud. You know, I think that could be good. Time Boy versus Spooky Boy. I like it. Exactly. And Kushida is so overdue recognition in the form of a belt, which we talked about last week. I'm like, I am pumped to see Kushida holding a belt, even if it's that one. Um, but yeah. it arguably, <laughs> I think uh, Santos made it seem very important. And I think that mm -hmm. ladder match takeover again made it seem even more important I'm sad that I'm not going to see him on 205 Live because I'm not fucking watching 205. I'm not doing it. You can't make me watch 205 Live. <laughs> you, I will not do it. So I look forward to seeing him defend it on NXT sometimes. But I'm happy for him and I think it's the smart and correct move. I am. I'm going to start. I say this every year around Mania. It's like Mania is my New Year's where everything resets and I start giving myself my New Year's resolutions. <laughs> so my new Mania's resolutions are I'm going to try to to watch some 205 Live because I know that that's where a lot of like 
the weird stuff can go while they're testing it out. And yeah. uh, mom, and you can know use it's some good. Glitter? You know it's good because you know the talent yeah. that's on it. Like I see the talent on the promos. I'm like, that's where Drew Gulak's at. Like this is where the fun <laughs> stuff is happening. But I I don't have that hour in my week right now. Yeah, but, and you might know, have to swap for something else. <laughs> this, exactly. I'm like I'm kind of giving up on AEW. So maybe I find that hour. Maybe I will find that hour. We shall see. We also had an intergender tag match, whoop, whoop. And it was the way, whoop, whoop, against Bronson Reed, Ember, Shotzi, and Dexter Loomis, with Loomis (laughs) carrying away Indy Hartwell. I mean, what a (laughs) gift. That moment was a gift to all of us. When she looked up over his shoulder, I was so happy. I was Uh, so happy. It gave me uh, cre- like the creepy version of Officer and a Gentleman vibes. <laughs> like, what was that? Take my breath away. Was that Officer? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just Aww. like hearing it in the background while he's carrying her out. Instead of an Officer myself. and a Gentleman, it's just a wrestler and a wrestler. And I think that's fine. <laughs> that's like, that's it's, nice. It's so much better. It's so she much better. She is so much fun both in in the way and in, in the group. But then every time she starts talking about Dexter Loomis, I'm like... I, I get it, girl. Yeah. I like oh, it. I loved it. When they made the eye contact and then Candace came to like hit her in the nose with a newspaper like a naughty dog and was like, no, no, <laughs> stop it. <laughs> I was like, this is so great. Candace plays that mom role so great. I yes. just thought the whole match was super fun. We got some intergender stuff. We did get some like Candace beating up some big boys stuff, which is always fun. Of course, the faces were going to win. It was, it was a fun shenanigans match. The faces had to win, but I'm not mad at it in any way. It puts us back for a Bronson Reed Johnny rematch, which I'm excited for because their match mm. was great. And I do think Bronson's going to make a good North American champion when he gets that opportunity. I feel like that's a cert at some point in his career. I think he'll be great. I love him. I love him on the Twitter, you guys. I think he's just such a good human. Is he a good Twitterer? He's I a good human. He's not Let like. Let me take f- some notes. I wouldn't say he's like a fun Twitterer, but he's very much a fuck you bad people Twitterer. Like, he's very much a call it as he sees it. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, you know, he likes a vaccine and he likes people being nice to each other and doesn't understand dickheads. And he's very happy to say, I don't get why you're being a dick. And I do really, really appreciate him for being a rational. What world do we live in when I am applauding (laughs) someone for rational behavior on social media? Um, But I like him. I think he would be like a good human to know. Uh, mm. And I respect it. And I do think his in-ring ability has just gotten better and better and better. Loves it. Loves it. Something else that I, someone that I love so much, Taya Valkyrie is now official. She is now Frankie Monet. She debuted and her little dog too. Um, <laughs> and a little dog too. <laughs> I love Taya Valkyrie so much. I am like, drafting so many different, like, I can't wait for her to wrestle Candace. I can't wait for her to wrestle Mercedes. I can't wait, like, I can't wait for her and Raquel. I can't, like, all of these things, like, all of these possibilities Mm -hmm. have just opened up and it has made me, like, it's almost like right now with her, the only thing that they could do wrong is not let me see her bash someone's face into something. You know what I mean? That's <laughs> yeah, the only, no, I know. That's the only thing they can do wrong. I want to see her make people eat that mat with that modified chicken wing fucking face buster. Like, I yeah, want seems to fair. see it. That's literally the only thing that they could do for me with her. Because, like, there, there's so many... There's so much talent on there that would do so good oh, with... The women's roster is stacked right now. And I know it's we say this every time, crazy. but every time where people go up 
from NXT Women's Division, we panic and I panic and I'm like, oh my God, what are we left with? We're left with people from the locker room I don't recognize. And now it's like, oh no, shit, we have like a million great women. We have Tony Storm back there not doing that much right now. We have mm-hmm. Mercedes, we've got Io, we've got Raquel, we've got Dakota, we've got Candice. Now we've got Taya Valkyrie as well. And then you've got the mid-card roster as well where you've got Casey and Caden and Xia mm. Lee, just all these women. Now we've got Zoe Stark. She's putting in such a great showing coming up. That doesn't even mention Ember and Shotzi. It's like, oh my God, that roster is like <laughs> ridiculously stacked. My only concern is where they fit everyone in. But it's not really a worry for me at NXT because NXT has shown that they can do this. They have proven they have the ability yep. to tell multiple stories and make them all matter. I cannot wait to see what she's going to do. I really hope the little doggy comes every week. Yes. Um, I'm a big fan of his work. I thought he did a great job in his promos, running in the right <laughs> directions. Uh, I think Taya might need to rethink the heels because she can't walk in them. That's her decision. You know, if she chooses to wear tiny stilts instead of shoes, that is her decision and I stand by it. Just going to Raw, it was interesting. I wonder if having this two night WrestleMania has kind of taken the steam out of that like crazy manic Monday Night Raw. Yeah. Um, Because we didn't get a lot of that energy this year, but like I didn't mind it. Mm -hmm. I was so tired from from all of, (laughs) like, but it's a good tired. It's a like you know, it's not a go sleep sleeps, not a go sleep sleeps. It's like we've been watching the wrestles for so long. It's so long. (laughs) I know they had said they wanted to take the air out of Raw After Mania somewhat. Because Vince got mm. mad. <laughs> Vince was upset yeah. that we made it our thing instead of his thing. <laughs> there was not an opportunity for Beach Ball Mania this year. So if ever you were going to make a big deal out of it, it was this year when there right. were no Beach Balls in attendance. It felt a little flat. And instead of having debuts, we had returns. Mm-hmm. I know what some of you are thinking. Oh, Charlotte, it's just one WrestleMania. Oh, Charlotte, you've been on five WrestleManias. No. I am a franchise player. I am a genuine superstar. And what I do in this ring is sacred. And she's heel again. So yay. I like yeah, heel I, Charlotte. I don't know why they, I mean, you look, you try different things on different people to see what's going to hit. Some people transition to that face really well. Charlotte never, like, I'm trying to think if she's ever worked for me as a heel or as a face. And I am don't, you know, I think it's one of those things where it's like, it's fun when it's a, when it's a surprise that someone switches and they're so good. Like with Bailey, I never thought mm-hmm. that she would make a great mm-hmm. deal and she is fucking killing it. Yeah. But with Charlotte, it's always like, yeah, but like the best I think that I can hope for Charlotte is a tweener. So going back yes. to being a heel makes me really, yeah. really excited because yeah, d- I just don't see it. It's like I love Sasha, but I often don't see it for her as a no. face. I didn't mind it against Lacey because I hated Lacey more. And I think that's the only time it works. When it's like you hate the other person more than you could yes. possibly hate that person. I'm pumped to see her and Rhea work together because the matches will be amazing. I'm yes. not thrilled to see Rhea lose it real quick. Like I would love Rhea to hold that belt for a while. Because uh, she to should. SummerSlam. At least till SummerSlam. Because she really ought to just decimate the division. That would be my plan would just be have Rhea murder everyone to death until SummerSlam. Make Charlotte do the same thing. Have the two of them just tear through the roster until they are the only <sighs> two standing. And then if you must put it back on Charlotte, I'm not mad about it. Because I think that's a good long-term legacy storyline Rhea versus Charlotte the two of them can be each other's nemesis you know it can be like Rhea can never 
quite better, never quite better, never quite better. And then when she does, the payoff mm. will be insane. And we will always remember that Rhea, that Charlotte beat Rhea at her WrestleMania debut and took her NXT belt. That has to pay off like five years down the line where Rhea takes Charlotte's championship, you know? Because the story is very much, it's a great story that they're telling, but the story is very much like, uh, Rhea is young and cocky and so sometimes she isn't she she's too cocky yeah. and she's not as measured or controlled or whatever. Can you imagine when the story becomes like, "Oh no, I'm not a rookie anymore." Yeah. Yeah, and I think honestly for me, long-term booking, long-term armchair booking, this is Charlotte's <laughs> like goodbye storyline for me. Like if I'm booking Charlotte's retirement storyline 6-7 years from now and with women's careers, it's so much harder to predict this stuff than men's. And that's just a true fact, because if she wants to leave to have kids, she's out for at least a year. And maybe when yeah. women leave to have kids, they don't come back because it's really fucking hard on your bodies, people. Like, and it's no insult to say a woman leaves to have a family. That would be an amazing storyline for the two of them. I want to see it play out over time, not over now in SummerSlam. You know, <laughs> like I want to see look, that go. I feel like, uh, and good for us, Kudos. I don't know what it is in the last two years, but all wrestling fans, but particularly me. <laughs> so I'm going to I'm going to sniff my own butt here for a second. Um, we've gotten way better, I think, at the let's see what like with certain things, not with some things where it's like, no, like there's no good reason why that's happening. But like with storyline stuff, I think we've gotten a lot better with, you know, let's just wait because we don't know what else is going on. And I am fucking proud of us. I'm proud I of us. You know what? That is a skill I learned from one Mr. Open Mike Eagle. I remember one time mm. on the pod, he said, I'm going to stop reading the dirt sheets. I'm going to stop reading the rumors and I'm just going to wait and see. And I was like, that's a good idea, isn't it? Let's stop ruining this thing that we love. Uh, <laughs> and it, it, like, it was genuinely a thought that had never occurred to me that I didn't have to engage in the rumors and the bullshit and the speculation and that I could just be like, wait, I've loved this thing for years. Um, there's a reason for that. Maybe I just <laughs> trust them and let them tell me stories. And sometimes I'll like the stories and sometimes I won't. But then I get to come and talk about them with my friends. Uh, yes, please. So <laughs> yay, Oz. And thank you, Mr. Mister Eagle. I like it. I like it so much. So now we're going to get to some more AEW where there were two women's matches. What? I thought I was delirious. Like, I got my shot that day. And I was like, <laughs> am I okay? Did I imagine this? But no, there were two women's matches. Wow. Neither, of them, neither of them featured the champion, but wow. All right, so Lindsay, you know what that means. I do. It means <laughs> I have to talk about it. Because I you asked do. for a thing and they gave me the thing <laughs> and now I have to fucking talk about it. Um, Lindsay, what's going on with the AEW women's division? What is going on with the AEW women's division? A grand question. Um, I don't know. I guess maybe they're giving their women a they're giving divas a chance. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I've heard that's worked for other companies. So there was two matches. There was uh, Jade Cargill versus Red Velvet in a rematch, and well, like the. They've, they've, they've tangled before, but now they're tangling together. And then we had the return of Chris Statlander versus Amber Nova, which is a lovely generic name. Um, and I, I, <laughs> I was like, oh, that's a good one. Well done. That's come straight out of the wrestling name generator. And it's cool. <laughs> but yeah, they were both like pretty good matches. Jade is 
just gonna be amazing i really do i look at her and i'm just like look at all that money stood right there she fixed the hair which i asked again and she did it um (laughs) and she looks insane and her skills are getting better and better every week i think dustin is doing i think it's dustin who's doing a lot of the training with the women they are coming on in leaps and bounds. Red Velvet looks so good. I thought it was a really well-told match. Uh, you know, scrappy, plucky underdog in Red Velvet who just threw everything she had mm. at this beast. At this hot oh, yeah. beast. At a beautiful beast. And you know we love a beautiful beast on this show. Oh, we love a beast with a face. Oh, shut up. Beast with a face. And if that's not what that is, I don't know. But I thought Red Velvet did a really good job of playing that role to perfection, of being like, no, I'm not going to take this. You've been putting me down, put me down. I'm going to fucking give you everything I've got. But it's just not enough because she's a beast. There's a part of my heart that, that weeps for the fact we'll never have Raquel Gonzalez, Rhea Ripley, Jade Cargill triple threat. Uh, but never say never. <laughs> so who knows? She also strikes me as someone who will go where the money is. Maybe we'll get that one day. But I thought that was a good match. And then the reintroduction of Chris Statlander. You know, I love her. She boops people on the nose. She's an alien. She looks great. She's in great shape. It was a perfectly functional match. They, I feel like they're hinting at her taking on Sheeta next. It was mentioned on commentary that she pinned Sheeta. So, mm. the, you know, they're dropping those hints. I don't love that they're packaging her in with best friends because, as I've mentioned, um. It's this close to best friends in our faction, you know? And I'm like, oh, another faction. <laughs> I'm like, she doesn't get her own music. You're reintroducing her and she's coming out to Orange Cassidy's music, which I realize you paid a lot of money for. But like, let the woman stand on her own, please. Um, but that's just a personal preference issue. I'm pumped to see her back. I love her. I think she's one of the biggest talents they have. So yeah, this is exciting. For reals, though. For reals, though. Yeah, no, I definitely, like, that Jade versus Red, like, oh, put it in my veins. Give me more. Because, of course, I was going to watch the woman of color named after color match. Like, it was going (laughs) to Jade versus Red. I I was going to say at least they weren't named after food, but Red Velvet is named after food. That's the thing we've got to stop doing, people. Calling people of color after food. Got to stop doing it. I think she loves it. I'm going to assume it was hers. I want to Um, believe that she's into it. But in general, that's a thing we do with our culture. Um, And it's it's, it's, it really is. I can't tell you how many different uh, lines of makeup I am chocolate in. (laughs) Chocolate, cocoa, caramel, mocha. mocha. I mean, (laughs) these are your options and they're the only ones. So like, (laughs) let's stop. Let's just stop saying that people of color are food. Uh, and dehumanizing them. But like, anyway, moving on. <laughs> but yeah, so that was great. Uh, what, did, so what have you thought about Christian Cage so far? Do you know? I So I love Christian. I, I would like that. Yes. Entered into record. Uh, I will pull up Facebook memories if need be from the late 2000s when I saw him at a live show and got very excited at a house show at Madison Square Garden. Um, I just... I'm I'm waiting on it because this feels a little bit too close to one more match, Christian, mm. for my liking. That outwork everyone. I'm like sure, but like, can you? Can you? Can you do some work? Like I saw that one match you had where you you both looked like you were gonna die at the end of it. Like you both looked <sighs> like you were gonna die, and it was a great match. But like, please don't die on my telly. I'm just waiting. You know, I, that's the thing. I feel like I'm waiting for something I care about from him. And 
um, big boy season versus Christian, I'm not sure that's it. The Taz stable to me just feels like it has not gelled or connected. And I don't think the FTW belt helps them. It makes them seem like people who showed up every week and snuck into the show, but they don't really work there. I don't know why. I feel like they're just a bunch of kids that showed up and brought their friend's dad, one of them's older brother or their uncle or something. And they're like, if we just hang around enough, they're going to let us work here. And that's not fair because they're all super talented dudes. But to me, they just don't gel into the roster or the storylines as well as some of the others. Mm. Uh, Maybe it's because they don't feel like they were on WCW in the 90s, even though some of them were. But I don't know. I, I mean, it's my AEW blind spot that constantly causes problems for me and you, our listeners. If you have anything you would like to say about what we've discussed so far, the conversation continues on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Discord. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about the woman whose shoulders Sasha and Bianca proudly stand upon up next on Tights and Fights. Are you riddled with guilt over your TBR pile? Are you filled with shame about a book that you just can't seem to finish? Are you having regrets because grad school killed your love of reading? We're Reading Glasses and we're here to help. I'm Mallory. And I'm Bria. Let us absolve you of all your reading guilt. Stuck on a book you don't like? We'll help you dump it. Can't figure out what to read next? We'll recommend something in your wheelhouse. Can't decide where to buy your books from? We'll point you in the right direction. No matter what you read or how you read it, we'll help you do it better. Reading Glasses, every Thursday on Maximum Fun. Tights and Bites Podcast. Tights and Bites. Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Danielle Radford and I'm joined today by... Lindsay Kelk. All right, so this week we're going to give one corner of the wrestling world some extra attention. This is our main event. Oh, all that slipping they did on Raw. What? <laughs> anyway, uh, we're, so we're still in the afterglow of Bianca Belair versus uh, Sasha Banks, which is one of the best WrestleMania matches of all time. It's in the script, but I'm also fucking saying it. Don't <laughs> at me. And there is one woman who both of them, they cited as a major inspiration for them, someone who paved their way and made it so that all this was possible and let them shine, and that is Naomi. Like, really, how much do y'all think a person could take? But I tell you what, all that stops now because I'm over it. I think people have taken my kindness for weakness for way too long. So I'm not waiting or asking for a chance anymore. I'm taking it. I'm going to cry during this segment. Aren't oh, we're all going to cry. We're all going to cry. It was a mistake putting my contact lenses in because they're coming out. They're coming oh, God, I'm out. my contacts too. We are so fucked. We fucked up. What did we do today? Fucked up. <laughs> Fucked up. So we're going to get into a bunch of details about her. But first, Kelk, what do you think of when you first think of Naomi? Genuinely, as soon as I think of her, it makes me smile. I know that's a weird first response, but it's like I don't think of a move or a wrestling or anything. I just, it makes me happy because she is pure sunshine and joy. Mm. Any version of her, like on in a match, on screen, in a booster role, on Total Divas, like, there is not a version of Naomi that does not bring me joy. 
And that is not an easy task for a human because I have a dark, dark little heart. Uh, and she is just glorious. I don't think there's anything she can't do. And I love her. How, how do you feel about Naomi? I mean, you've said so much. Um, there were no lies in anything you said. Naomi is one of those performers, like, you know you're going to, she's going to show up and she's going to do the work and she's going to like, in the beginning of her career, she already obviously had all of the potential in the world. And so to watch her grow into this, not just like badass fucking wrestler who has really good ideas, let us not forget, she pitched the glow forever. Um, but she... She has, she just, she radiates just like joy. And, and so much of that is just on her. And yeah, I loved her on Toad Steve's. I love her in everything. My favorite thing, one of my favorite things is about four times a year, black Twitter rediscovers Naomi and they're like, who the <laughs> fuck is this? And how yeah. have I never heard of her? And so then like all of my wrestling combines into like a beautiful thing. Cause it's not, you look, usually when black Twitter is talking about wrestling, it's something bad. Um, so it's uh, like, that always brings me like so much, so much joy. Um, that and the fact that she does a whole routine before she does a match and no one could keep up with, no one nope. can do that. She's the nope. only person who could give Including us a whole show. Including her husband. Show. Her husband who tried to do it that one time and I was oh. gassed when he got to the ring. <laughs> oh, it was so funny. They did, I forget which show it was on the networks for, for the listeners. I forget what show it was, but they did a show where they had her and uh, Jimmy do their, it's Jimmy, right? Yeah. Uh, they had them do each other's intro intros just to kind of see like what it was. It wasn't on Toad Steve, should have been on Toad Steve's, but it was on something else because their cuteness, uh, you can so port cute. that to any system. And so they did that. And at the end of it, he was just like, you do this every time. <laughs> so, I think yeah. that's what spurred on his fitness. <laughs> I really do. Like when, they went, when the Usos went on their fitness kick and got mega ripped, uh, I, think, I think it was connected. <laughs> I think it was connected. How she's not blown up after that. And I don't mean blown up in like oh. the, the, I mean it in the wrestling way. Yeah. Like how she's not a dead human yeah. at the end of that. The cardio just on that woman. The cardio on that Oof. woman. The endurance. Um, so most people first saw, we'll, we'll take it back from the beginning. Most people probably first saw Naomi when she was part of the Funkadelics um, with Cameron and with that dude. Um, Funkadactyls. <laughs> Funkadactyls. The Funkadactyls, yes. Uh, who never played second fiddle to anybody on Fox News uh, in my world. <laughs> no, they didn't. But they did do a really good dance to an amazing song. You remember <laughs> when they teased that he was coming, that Frodo Slave was coming, and they teased it and teased it and teased it like he was going to be some giant monster? I am the fall of humanity. It was like, Brodus Clay's gonna eat your fucking children. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then, then he was Barney. This and then he happened. <laughs> oh my God. I can't hear it without okay, doing the dance. Here it goes. Here comes the best part. Look at it. Like with the pom poms. There it is. <laughs> Visual podcast sometimes. Oh, we're gonna use so this. Great. We have to. So great. 
Of course, this is the week we didn't wear makeup. Of course, this is the week we didn't wear makeup. We're at our Lindsay you were at your cutest. You've hit your It was amazing. It just makes me so happy. They had that song. I think that they had it for a character named The Cat once upon a time, and they definitely were squatting on it forever because they're like, so one day we're going to write this character and we're going to have him come out. And And he came out like once or twice to that song before he never showed up again, and they kept it because they were like, we need to write a character around this one day, and I think it might have been well worth it. It very much. My favorite was well thing about that tune is in that they made Xavier Woods come out to it when he started <laughs> too, but he just went with it and did his amazing dancing, and it was perfect. And they like New Day could reclaim New Day could reclaim somebody called my mama, and it would be amazing. Um, but I just remembered, yeah, they did all those crazy vignettes, and that he was going to be this terrifying monster that was going to decimate and destroy WWE, and then he came out to somebody called my mama with dancers. Um, and then it turned out that at least one of the dancers was far more talented than he. Um, and and I, that's not a slur against Ariane. She just, you know, Cameron's Cameron, and she does her Cameron thing. And that's all we need to say about Cameron, who no longer works there. But Naomi was a shining star, a shining star. Yep, from like day one. And that was also, so when that happened, that was also the run where you could first see her on Total Divas, where you actually got to see her personality. I love Naomi on Total Divas. I hate when Naomi is not on Total Divas, because typically, (laughs) yeah, it's like, it, it makes me unhappy. And I... The number one complaint I would hear from people is like, there's not enough drama with Naomi. And that's, and I'm like, that's not, that's a bonus. Naomi's there to like shake her head at these wild girls. Yep. Naomi's there um, to be mom. Naomi's Naomi's mom and dad. Like, that's why she's on Total Divas. I, I honestly. She's like mature. Yeah. Yeah. She's like a human. She is one of the characters on Total Divas that I think, I think the show has benefited the most I have learned so much more about her from the show. When you think how long she's been on WWE and she was pre-Give Divas a chance. Like she has been there Mm -hmm. during the Diva era, which was not good for her because she didn't fit the Diva mold and she was too talented to play pillow fights. So that was a problem. The idea that she got on Total Divas, the fact she got on Total Divas and we got to see those other sides of her and we got to see her professional struggles as much as her personal, to me, was such a gift. Because like you said about the GLOW title and her GLOW entrance, we got to see all of that play out on Total Divas. We got to see how much she believed in herself and the chances she took on herself. Mm -hmm. We got to see all of the work that she did that you would never have time to see on the show itself. And I just love her so much. I love her so much. And just every time she's on Total Divas, like, lights up that screen. Mm-hmm. And just genuinely a positive human being. Yeah, like, I, we got enough of the drama with the, like, will they, won't they with Nicole and John. I like that it was like, we were a family that settled. And like, okay, our drama today might be that I'm trying to build something in the back. You know, I'm, tr- I'm, I'm built, or J- Jimmy's trying to build something and I do it better. Or, you know, who can open this pickle jar or whatever. Like, they, <laughs> it, it was like such small stakes. Yeah. But I loved that. I loved that we had, like, that family We did. Unit. I mean, when we did get to see... You know, the difficulties around their wedding. We got to see that Rikishi's a giant racist piece of shit, uh, which was real awkward and real difficult when he was like, I don't know if he's going to come to the wedding. And you're like, oh, I don't know how I feel about this one. That was weird and tough to watch because we love Naomi so much. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's like, how dare you do this to our precious Naomi? 
She's just a total gift on total gift, not total divas, total Naomi gift. <laughs> I just, I love her so much. I don't. This is where the crying starts because I'm starting yeah. to get mad, and I want to go and watch all of her episodes of Total Divas right now. Oh, we're getting to the crying because next uh, we've got when Naomi and Cameron they wind up uh, going their separate paths, um, and then Naomi joined up with Tamina, and then a little later Sasha, and then that became uh, Team Bad, which was supposed to be Sasha's introduction. Because remember, that's when uh, for for those who uh, don't remember or uh, are new to wrestling, they when they introduced the four horsewomen. They did it by having them all join these. I almost said join these pods. I am way too. <laughs> Zoom has ruined everything. They, they had them join breakaway groups. And, um, but yeah, so uh, they had them all join different factions. And that was the faction that Sasha joined up to. So they were, um, it was the three of them uh, together. We got some unfinished business with the Bellas and with Paige. That's right, Naomi and Tamina, you should be out here. You should be taking your place, and I'm so glad that you are. But you know what? There's someone else who thinks a lot like you do. Somebody who also isn't afraid to stand up for themselves and to seize the opportunity and to seize that moment. Someone who calls herself the boss. And she is the current NXT Women's Champion. Sasha Banks! I can't believe this. Oh, man. Becky Lynch, Charlotte, and now Sasha Banks. The only thing about it that I didn't like, and I get why you do it, because this is how you do it, and anytime you're dealing with factions, was when there was that, like, well, which one is going to be the superior? Is mm -hmm. it going to be Sasha, or is it going to be um, Naomi? And they kind of tease that. I'm trying to remember, this was so long ago, and I have uh, mashed potato for brains. So I'm trying to remember if, um, I don't think they went very far with that. I think that just everyone, they stopped just kind of doing it just the went factions, away. right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, it just, just went, went away. away. And I mean, also it's really deeply annoying that they did that primarily with these guys, because it's like, you know, Paige, Becky, and Charlotte, they all came out of it pretty good at the time. And it's not... You know, we know why. We know why they put all the women of color in one group, and we know why only one of them was allowed to shine, and we, we know why. Um, but Naomi continues to shine regardless, because she's mm -hmm. the greatest. I love whenever they are confronted with each other, and they always bring out the unity, which always <laughs> makes me so happy. I'm like, <laughs> you guys. Because they know. They know they were separated too soon, and they know they were played against each other, and that's bullshit. But the thing here is, Naomi was always going to be a solid base. And Tamina too. Like, give Tamina her due always because Tamina always does the job that she's asked to do and shows up for it. But they were such a solid base for Sasha to jump off from. They gave her so much strength yeah. uh, for her to be able to shine and show what she could do. And that was the point. I mean, I, they were the frame for her picture to an extent. And maybe mm -hmm. that's not fair, but it was the job they were asked to do and they did it. Do, do you guys remember how they would do the crossovers with New Day? How it was a bad uh, day and everything. That was so great. I just, <laughs> was they so would wear each fun. other's gear. Give me, give me <laughs> that so Peacock show, you know? Give me the bad <laughs> yes. day Peacock show. I would enjoy that. I, I, I felt bad because it did push Naomi back. It pushed Naomi into the background somewhat at this point, mm -hmm. as they did with all of the women that had been there for time when they brought in the new class um but naomi is someone who has suffered that time and time and time again which sucks that she gets pushed 
to the side like you say until it's not only black twitter that discovers naomi once every couple of years i feel like vince does too he's like who is this woman <laughs> and it's like it's the same one Vince. she's just changed her hair and he's like let's put her on tv and like it i once again it is the same woman she has just changed her hair uh <laughs> and whatever it takes you know like he didn't mm. know that luke gallows was festus that's fine <laughs> like he didn't realize it was the same person that's okay just give them their opportunity she did what she had to do and she did it ex- ex- exceedingly well because that's how she does things that's how she does things that that's how she does everything so she knew that she needed something she needed to as they say uh grab the brass ring or you know whatever um i hate that saying so much but i feel like no one i feel like people only use it to deride it so i feel good about it but she knew that there was like the way to get ahead was she had to have an extra thing so for years she pitched this extra thing and then finally naomi moves to smackdown and gives us her entrance which is one of the best entrances in wrestling period point blank don't argue with me about it ever ever (laughs) Um, so they remixed her music which is her actually singing i believe which is dope uh we had like a whole era of that where people were trying to sing their own entrances it's not for everyone but and we saw that on total divas when the bellas tried to sing their own entrances not for everyone not everyone has every skill that's okay you know uh, we're we're all special unicorns with the only thing with the things that we can do. But so yeah, they remixed her music. We did the black lights, the neon, and all of the feel the glow stuff. Of course, I already loved it because I love Naomi and because it's such a like dynamic. Like you will pay attention to whomever is coming out mm-hmm. of that ring mm-hmm. when that entrance starts. You can't do anything else. You can't look away. But also, I obviously like it because it was a reference to the Last Dragon, and I love the sh- the movie The Last Dragon. Uh, <laughs> I just do. I just love it. Um, so what did you think about the first time that you got to see the glow? The feel the glow entrance is an exception to a rule for me because I don't generally like extended entrances. I don't like long theatrical entrances because I just want someone to come up and hit you in the back of the head with fire extinguisher and put you down like I'm like you're asking for it for me like I'm like this it's dumb... like going into the uh, performance center parking lot right alone. exactly like, why are you doing it's it? a carrying cross entrance it's there's just like you're asking for someone to come out and smash you in the face and that someone should be me in that instance but anyway um it, it, as I say, this is the one that breaks. This is the uh, the one that proves the rule because I love this entrance. And I do remember the first time seeing it going like, this has taken a minute. But then by the second time, I was like, it is a may, yay, yay, yay. So I love the song. <laughs> it just fits. It was fresh. It was new. It was interesting. It felt personal and individual. Mm. And then when we got to see how it was put together on Total Divas, obviously, I was just like, she worked so hard, you guys. She worked so hard to get Caruso to watch this and approve it. Uh, not Caruso. <laughs> Fuck Caruso. And I say that as someone who has met and spoken with Caruso. Fuck that guy. Yeah, I, I love that entrance. It's made her. It's absolutely 100% made her because you know what she is before she even starts. Uh, remember? how long we all asked for a glow title and then we got one i would like to own the glow title if i could choose any title i know everyone's like winged eagle no give me my glow belt (laughs) i swear to god give me that was the only part of when i saw captain marvel in the movies that i was like bullshit and the whole movie to some people you could have called that but when captain marvel is trying her different options for her 
uh, uniform with the little kid, with little baby Monica. Mm. And um, they have the feel the glow Captain Marvel. And Monica's like, nah. I'm like, fuck you. Fuck that. There's not a kid alive that wouldn't have said, be the neon Naomi Captain Marvel. Because we all love that shit. Um, and I don't feel that way about that belt until I die. It was so cool. It was so cool. I'm trying to think. There's been so many belt modifications. There have been some that was like, okay, like this really fits like where you're at as a character. I'm trying to think if there has ever been one that's as cool. And I, for me personally, I don't think there has ever been a belt at like a signature belt that was cooler than that. Maybe on the same level, but not cooler. Like, don't um, get me wrong. Yeah, I like love a, the Daniel Bryan eco belt. It made me chuckle. Oh, it's I amazing. made you your you own made me because one. I loved it yeah. so much. But oh, I do still I have love it. it as much as Feel the Glow? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. It's the coolest belt ever. It is so cool. And it was her idea. And she's so smart. So Naomi says she doesn't really see herself doing this forever, which is like, I think that that's just a smart thing for a wrestler to, to constantly be thinking about what do I do when I can no longer do this thing or when I no longer want to do this thing. Naomi's going to want kids someday. She's going to want time away. Um, she keeps coming back for the Rumble and as a regular presence on shows. She's young too. Like she's only 33 which back in wrestling years used to mean like 73, but now we've got like all kinds of good training and doctors and, and we're not just like, you know, drugging people to the gills with stuff to keep them, <laughs> you know, a certain size. Do you think that she might get another run at the belts, like another big run at the belts? Or do you think that this is this might be it? Realistically, I'm she yeah. I mean, I live in hope, but I... I don't know. Realistically, I don't know. There's so much talent coming up, coming through. I think she stands a better chance at getting the tags. Yeah. And I think she would be an amazing tag team champion. I think she could really make that tag mean something, which it doesn't always feel like it does because they haven't done the best job with it. That's a different episode. Um, I think it's getting her with the right partner. I don't know if Lana is... (laughs) is the right partner i enjoy lana and naomi but i don't take them seriously um and i do take naomi seriously so i don't know i i see that she's having fun i see she's having a good time i want that for her i don't know what they do with her belt wise and that's just Mm because i don't immediately see it and i can't plan as far ahead as they've planned ahead um, right. They should, because like we would get the feel good moment again. It will be Kofi Mania again. It will be Bianca Mania again. Um, I I just don't see it, and I think partly because I know uh, WWE have an aversion to putting belts on people who are what they consider injury prone. But the right. thing with Naomi that I think is very interesting, and one of the reasons I love her so much, and I'm about to get on my feminist box so like feel free to skip ahead if you're trash um (laughs) but Naomi represents so much of what it means to be a woman and that's only for me I know for like her for people of color for women of color specifically she means even more because she represents even more in a way that she can't even represent for me but Mm -hmm. to see her struggle through she's talked so publicly about her endometriosis and her fertility struggles and her female health struggles that has meant so much to me because that's something I struggle with and something I live with. And it's like to be able to be an athlete through that mm. is insane. And when she was away the last time and I saw people being like, oh, she's pregnant, she's pregnant. And it's like, no, she has to have an operation on her uterus to make it work because it's causing her so much pain and you have no idea what, what she's going through. Like it's so yeah. agonizingly painful. Um, 
and that's another reason why I think she's so important to Total Divas because she she tells that story and I, I'm cry, I'm gonna cry again but it's like genuinely mm. like a huge thing and it's something we don't talk about as a society it's something that women haven't even really talked that much about until recently she is such an unsung mm. hero and if she is not a first fucking round Hall of Fame pick when she leaves I'll I'll do nothing but I'll be very upset about it Danielle I will like, go to social media and I shall make my um, my, my displeasure known I poo poo at you WWE yeah, I curse on all your houses like and you have loads of them they've got loads of houses they have loads so. of houses and one great thing about Naomi is that no matter what she is one of those people and I think the WWE recognizes this too and I think that when they recognize it it can sometimes be to their own detriment. It doesn't matter if she goes away for a year, two years. Yep. Naomi heats up the instant. Like, she will heat yep. back up. The you don't have to worry you see about her. it. Yep. As soon as you see her. So that was our, uh, oof. I made it without a contact <laughs> coming out, you guys. I'm so happy. I'm proud of us. <laughs> I'm very Naomi proud. wanted it. That's the thing. We owed it to Naomi to get through it. Yeah. And we yeah, delivered we for her. <laughs> and she hits people with her bum. And it's amazing. We didn't even mention that. I mean, we Jesus. Didn't mention, we didn't, didn't even mention the butt mention bopping. The review. She hits people with her bum and it's great. Uh, <laughs> she's fun. She's fun to watch, you guys. Like, it never feels like a chore. Give her everything. All. Give her everything. You've got any thoughts on more things that Naomi should get, which is everything. So we'll just assume that you're right there with us. Um, but let us know about them on all of our social media channels that you can find in the show notes. When we come back, we've got three things from the world of wrestling that you should know about. That's up next on Tights and Fights. I'm Judge John Hodgman. And I'm Bailiff Jesse Thorne. Ten years ago, I came on Jordan Jesse Go and judged my first dispute. Is chili a soup? It's a stew, obviously. The judge has dispensed a decade of justice. He's the one person wise enough to answer the really important questions. Like, should you hire a mime to perform at your own funeral? After they cry, I want them to laugh. Do you really need a tank full of jellyfish in your den? They smell like living creatures decaying. <laughs> Only if they are decaying. Yeah, which they will be. Real people, real justice, real comedy. Winner of the Webby Award for Best Comedy Podcast. The Judge John Hodgman Podcast, every Wednesday on MaximumFun.org. I'm Danielle Radford, and I'm joined today by... Lindsay Kelp. Hello. This week, we want to end the show by sharing some of the joy of wrestling with you. This is the three count. All right, Kelka Kelk, what you got for me? I swear it's the last I'm going to do it. I'm going to forbid myself from putting over Rhea Ripley again for like the next six no, months. No, I, I veto. I, I can't, can veto. I? As soon as I do it, she'll do something amazing. Um, I am putting over the moment on NXT when all three women's champions were in the ring together, <gasps> tapping titles, tapping them titles like they meant it, <laughs> looking each other in the eye and tapping titles. That's all I want out of life. <sighs> Champions expect 
the unexpected every Tuesday here on NXT. And I mean, and then we're going to add in the fact that Rhea Ripley just destroying dickheads on Twitter. I've got to throw that in because I'm proud. Oh, <laughs> it makes me so happy fun. every time I see it. Uh, I love those three women with all my heart. And it just genuinely, genuinely, after such a long period of wrestling, after AEW, NXT, uh, TakeOver, TakeOver, SmackDown, Mania, Mania, Raw, NXT again, I didn't know if I had feelings left. And it turns out <laughs> there was a whole massive big bunch of feelings that I hadn't found in the corner of the cupboard at the back it, when you really like have go up on the steps and put your hand way in the back. <laughs> there was just like a bunch of feelings. Oh, that's beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, no, that is like exactly how I feel about that. That was such a great moment. Love the ladies. Well, wait, Julian, did you have anything you wanted to put over? Yeah, I'm just going to keep it short and sweet. I am going to put over... Uh, Xavier Woods getting his rollerblades and uh, doing a little little uh, video on Twitter posting it out there. I actually was one of those people that uh, found out about skating and decided to embrace my inner 15-year-old uh, throughout quarantine. So it's nice to see more people getting out there. It's always been fun like going out and about and seeing everybody skate across like uh, different areas because I feel like when you're outside you got to find a way to make it interesting at this point so yeah I'm, I'm mm -hmm. happy that somebody else from wrestling found it too yeah skating's having like a whole the, the 90s revival has reached skating y'all so <laughs> it, it is having a moment uh that I cannot be a part of I would like to uh, ruin everyone's medically. day just before you save it and that I did see someone tweet recently that if they remade Austin Powers now at the same time periods um austin powers today would be set in 1991 and um, no thank you and wow. I'm, yeah i'm gonna go with a big hard no <laughs> a big hard no thank you on that one this 90s revival is very upsetting uh, oh, so like enjoy it. those skates julian um, some of us <laughs> have delicate wrists so everybody does buy a wrist cards people don't i see people who are first time on skates and they don't put pads on don't be stupid come on <laughs> well that's yes, all me <laughs> all right so for me i am putting over look occasionally every once in a while there is a movie or characters um that fit the time that they're in that are able to move people and are able to inspire uh everyone who's able to to see it and everyone who loves movies um, these movies are able to reach out and touch you. They're movies that you walk away from forever changed. And of course, I'm talking about The Fast and the Furious 9, which is a movie I am very ready for. Uh, and, and it stars uh, one Mr. John Cena with hair. And so I'd like to play a little clip of the one of the movies that's gonna do its part to bring us all together in this moment where we've had to be separated. Jacob is. Dom's brother. Been a long time, Dom. Little brother. You always say never turn your back on family, but you turned your back on me. Now your little family is in my world. Do you think it was in his contract that he had to be smaller? than Vin? I don't know. They have like a contract where like everyone gets the equal amount of punches and kicks. Mm -hmm. I don't know what's going on with that Fast and the Furious contract, but if you are not like part of the family family and you're just coming in, uh, just get, have your lawyer check it. I mean, they he's, check you. as I learned from the, okay, so full disclosure, I've never seen a Fast and the Furious movie all the way through. 
I know. But We're going to skip the reason, first three, but we got to get you on. For some reason, I have seen the end of the one after Paul Walker died where he drives away. Mm. I've seen that like a lot of times, and I don't know why. I think it's just always on USA before Raw. I think it's just always mm. on USA pre-Raw, and that's the only time I've seen any Fast and Furious. Um, what's the name from Game of Thrones is in them? I saw that. That made me happy in the trailer. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah. Is everyone in the movie related? As someone who's never seen it, it was genuinely fascinating to me. I'm like, he's his brother. And I'm like, da 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 da. It's very interested. There's a not everyone is related. They're, they uh, they subscribe to the found family. Um, so there's like Dom and Letty and like Dom's sister whose name I can't remember. Um, I think that she's in this, even though she's supposed to be married to Paul Walker's character. Look, the important thing is it's Tyrese in space. And if you can't. I should have just said that. I'm sorry. That's my bad. You're right. I... <laughs> he drives a car into fucking space. <laughs> Go back and watch that. Trailer. I did enjoy. I did enjoy the with the electrical tape. I really enjoyed the trailer. I don't know why I've never seen any of these movies. It's not on purpose. Yeah. I've never had a Big Mac either. I mean, I've just lived a very <laughs> sheltered life. Well, and I do feel like the two things are on the same level. Like uh, they are. And as far as as far as cultural Americana and also in, in terms of everything else. But yeah, we'll we'll fix that. We'll get you we'll get you a good Thank one. You. We, will not, we will not bore you with one Thank of the you. first ones. And so that does it for this episode of Tights and Fights. This week your hosts were me, Danielle Rackford, and Lindsay Kelk. I like when people say their own names. I feel like I have power. <laughs> <laughs> you say your name. You say your name. Uh, is oh anything that we want the audience to know about this week? Um, I feel like we did a really good job of not being super horny when Papa Hal wasn't here. So if you want to tell him we did a good job, I'd appreciate that. <laughs> He's on social media at Hal Loveland. Go follow him. I'm on social media at Lindsay Kelp, where you can follow me. And you can buy Cinders and Sparks, Magic at Midnight, my first children's book, which is out now. Or get it from your library. I mean, make them get it. And then someone someone bought it. So either way works for me, really. <laughs> um, but it's out. And it's it's funny. And it's nice. And um, I swear it's not about wrestling. And there's no swearing in it at all, which is like a huge deal for me. A huge deal. <laughs> All Kelk, no swears. Like it, I like it, I like it. Um, for me, just like my usual, uh, go check out the Honest trailers. We've got them coming out. We're working on some some really cool ones coming up here in the next couple of months. I'm really excited for folks to see. Um, our producer, Julian Burrell, hopes no one got sick at WrestleMania. <laughs> Fucking seriously. They, they did, did, though. Didn't they happen. did, it though. I saw them tweeting about it. They, they did. did, though. Wear your mask. Uh, senior producer at Maximum Fun is Laura Swisher. Mike Eagle is the voice behind our theme music, so we are putting him over for that. Make sure to keep up with us all week long on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Links to all of those are in our show notes. And if you love what we do, please remember to hit those five stars on Apple Podcasts and share us with all of your friends. Thank you again so much to all of the Max Fund members who make the show possible. We could not do this without your support, without um, all of those things. So we really appreciate that. Uh, we also have a shirt if you want another way to support us. Um, and you can get our name on your titties. Wow, that sounded wrong. Um, <laughs> but, and yet true and accurate. And yet true and accurate. So we do have a shirt. Uh, I like it. It's cute. And we'll be back next week for more, you guessed it, wrestling. Tyson Bites Podcast. Tyson Bites. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported. Maximumfun.org. 
Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.